Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Journey Home Outreach Ministries online radio show. I am Pastor Angela McCarty, Chicago-based court known as Sister Pucci, and we are here for the June 2016 edition of Clarify Your Life with Associate Pastor Kim Horvath. Before Pastor comes on, I want to let everybody know what uh, the schedule is. Uh, House of Inspiration, DJ Frankie Vibe, our resident DJ, uh, does an hour-long show. And I will be bringing a word, and that will be happening Friday the 20th, I mean, I'm sorry, Thursday the 23rd at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then next, that following Tuesday, which is 28th, we come back and then you take over the studio and it is time for them to bring the worship and praise as only they can do. Um, those, it's, that's what's going on right now as far as shows are concerned. I would encourage everyone to visit our website, www.jhom.org. That's www.jhom.org. Uh, there we have a multiple multitude of uh, spiritual resources for you. We have um, my sermons, videos, my YouTube videos. Uh, We also have Christian Life Coaching. We have a men's ministry, a women's ministry, a youth ministry. We also have uh, Bible study, and I encourage everyone out there to go to Bible study. It is so key and so important um, to Make sure that your social, your not your social, your spiritual life is being fed. Um, and how do we feed it? We feed it on the Word of God. That's how you feed it. So I wanted to also let everyone know that we are working on having a retreat uh, in 2000, April 2017. Um, and this is us uh, first time gathering in the physical. And I hope that you will join us. Uh, details about it will be coming later. Um, it, it's, it's, it's very exciting for us. Uh, to have God take us to another level. And I look forward to meeting the people out there who listen to our shows, who support our shows, uh, who support the ministry. And I, in advance, want to thank all of you because without you, the listeners, um, there would be no ministry. Um, God has blessed us with people who uh, are word chasers. And that is what this is um, being a word chaser. Okay. Now, before Pastor Horvath comes on, we're going to play a little song. Um, and the the reason I want to play a song is to get us in the mood uh, to receive the word. Uh, and when we're talking about God, um, Sometimes you need to just take a break and just say hallelujah, you know. And so on the up on the mic is Vishan, Vishan Mitchell with Conqueror. I give myself away. Hot mix, hot mix, DJ Shaw. This should be played at high volume. This song is to remind you of the way with it should be played at high volume. Regardless of what you heard, you are a conqueror. You are the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. The first and not the last. You are a conqueror. A conqueror. A conqueror. This should be played at high volume. Over the enemy. No weapon formed against me. Uh, 
All right, that was Conqueror by oh, Vashon Mitchell. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Journey Home Outreach Ministries online radio show. Uh, we are waiting for Pastor Horvath to call in. Um, I will let you know as we're going through the show uh, when that will be. I wanted to read, uh, go to a verse. Uh, in Luke 5th chapter, 20, 21st through the 24th verse, and this says, And the scribes and the Pharisees begin to reason, saying, Who is this that, who speaketh blasphemy? Who, who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said unto them, What reason ye is in your heart? Whatever is easier to say, that the sins be forgiven thee, or to say, rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man has power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick perilous, I say unto thee, arise and take up your crutch and go into, the, go into thy house. When... I began to read this and, and, and let the spirit hit me about what this was talking about. Um, we have to get out of a position where we are becoming judge uh, of things. You know, God took a man that had no sin, made him sin. Made him, I mean, made he was sin. He was this, was nailed to the cross to pay our sin debt. And there's so 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 many sins that are out there. And God says breaking one is like breaking them all. So we have to be careful as we are looking onto situations that we don't judge people because that is not our job. Jesus told us. To take the plank out of our eye before we take before you take the splinter out of somebody else's. And what he is trying to remind us at that verse is that we ourselves are have sinned and will continue to sin because we're born in sin. I know you repent of your sins and they are forgiven. By our Lord and Savior. But that's who forgives sins. Our Lord and Savior. That's who has the power to do that. And so as we're going through this world. And we're not going to always agree on on things. And um, there will be times where we really have a strong opinion about uh, one thing or another. And everybody has the right to think what they will because God gave us free will. Free will to think any way we want to. All I'm asking you is think about what Jesus would do before you act. Think about what would Jesus do or say in this situation. And I guarantee I guarantee that your Perception will start being different because we are one in the body of Christ. Um, when God made Christ, Christ into sin, Jesus is the sin, someone who had not sinned, um, he, he did a very uh, powerful and it, 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 was, it was an amazing that our Lord did for us just so we can live a free life just so we can live a life according to what he has called us to be and with all of that the next thing I want to play is Grace by Age and here we go
right. That was for Frozen Hayes with Grace. Uh, and his grace is so amazing. Um, God has set things up for us to give us the provisions that we need in order to make it through this world and ultimately to the journey home. Um, that's what the, the, the ministry's name means. We're, we're on our journey back home to God. Um, the original Garden of Eden is how God intended us to be. And uh, also, I'm sorry, I had to t- I had to take a little break there. I just got a message that uh, where Pastor Horvath uh, will not be joining us uh, for the show today. Uh, stay tuned to your social media for um, uh, when the next show will be rescheduled. And I am going to keep on rolling on because there's always no mistakes. There's, there's always as God's will. But as I was saying, you know, this is a time where politically we are being challenged spiritually. And Jesus wasn't about the politics of religion. Sacrifices were about the politics of religion. They wanted to keep the title. They wanted to make it a requirement that no one else can talk to God or interpret what God is saying but them. And when Jesus came on the scene, they began to question him, and they questioned him over and over. There's, there's tons of verses in the New Testament where they questioned Jesus about why he was doing something. He, they said, who is this man that forgives sins? Only God can forgive sins. And that's in Luke's fifth, uh, fifth chapter, the 21 through the 24th verse. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived the thoughts, he answered, he answering, said unto them, What reason ye in your heart? What is easier to say? Thy sins be forgiven thee, or say, Rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. And says unto the sick of, of the uh, paisley, I say unto thee, Arise and take up your crutch and go into thine house. Um, what he, what Jesus is telling us right here is that we are um, required to forgive sin as Christians. That is what he is saying to us. He's saying that in, in, in the 24th verse that, but that, but that ye may know that the Son of Man has power upon earth to forgive sins. The Son of Man. So we need to be able to forgive sins the way Christ forgave sins. Um, and we need to look to Christ to deal with the situation. Uh, and Take not a backseat to what is going on in the world, but know that, that that even though they have taken prayer out of school, they can't take God out of people's hearts. Even though they have um, made it illegal for the Ten Commandments to be displayed anywhere, well, the Ten Commandments are still in your heart. You can't take that away. The more and more that the adversary tries to erode away those things that we feel we need to have in order to be okay, God is trying to let us know that what we need is him and our Lord and Savior Christ. Because he's the son of man. 
that can forgive sins. And we need him. You know, as I said earlier, breaking one sin is like breaking one commandment is like breaking them all in, in God's eyes. And we have to be careful as we're judging other people's sins that we forget to take our own inventory ourselves. And that is the key being a part of, a part of the body of Christ where there is an order of which we, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's an order in which we do things. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break from me preaching right now. Uh, I'm just, I'm just talking about what's in my heart and what's in my spirit and what leading me to say. And uh, next up on the mic, we're going to do Heritage by Move-In Mentality. And here we go. Where you come from, where the father and the son, glory irradiates instead of the sun, where kings are crowned and victories are won, I'm homesick, father, may thy will be done, where you come from, a faraway place, where there is no sin, not even a trace, where everybody knows you by name and by face, we all are one nation, regardless of race, where you come from, where the father and the son, glory irradiates instead of the sun, where kings are crowned and victories are won, I'm homesick, father, may thy will be done, where you come from, a faraway place where there is no sin, not even a trace Where everybody knows you by name and by face We all are one nation regardless of grace I woke up this morning, we got on my mind I'm thankful for this life, though this earth is not a home So I whipped out my interplanetary cell phone And phoned home, the standard rates are free and insight the ringtone That's the power of prayer, if you ain't caught on, we'll hop on Cause this I do condone, there's never a doubt on, he's always listening We are not alone, his eyes always watch over those he calls his own All around the globe from ATL to Rome, it's time to watch your road. The bridegroom's getting ready to get his wedding on the road. Stop sinning, stop repenting, and walk the straight in that road. Cause many of the roads that lead to eternal hell by you. Just in case you didn't know, don't walk by eyesight, but by faith, this is in roads. Cause we were all chosen, see through sight, spiritual. Where you come from, where the Father and the Son, glory irradiates instead of the sun. Where kings are crowned and victories are won. I'm homesick, Father, may thy will be done. Where you come from, a faraway place where there is no Sin, not even a trace Where everybody knows you by name and by face We all are one nation regardless of race Where you come from Where the Father and the Son Glory irradiates instead of the sun Where kings are crowned and victories are won I'm homesick, Father, may thy will be done Where you come from A faraway place Where there is no sin, not even a trace Where everybody knows you by name and by face We all are one nation regardless of race The finish line is sight I can almost taste the wine into your face. Lord, just give me grace to finish up this race and nothing less than first place. Cleanse me from iniquity, don't even leave a trace. I just want to live to see your glory in the holy place. Blind in my eyes, so the light mate. At times, I cry because I'm so far away. That's why I dedicate my each and every way to listen and obey to everything you say. Except for that one time when I had to roll a J. I brought down by the wayside, but you were my triple A. You cleared that cloud of haze and let me see your brighter day. Father, if you may, shine upon me a ray. A beacon of hope that won't lead me astray In you I place my trust and there it will stay In the name of Yahshua HaMashiach I pray Where you come from, where the Father and the Son Glory irradiates instead of the Son Where kings are crowned and victories are won I'm homesick, Father, may thy will be done Where you come from, a faraway place Where there is no sin, not even a trace Where everybody knows you by name and by face We all are one nation, regardless of race Where you come from, where the Father and the Son Glory irradiates Instead of the sun, where kings are crowned and victories are won. I'm homesick, Father, may thy will be done. Where you come from? A faraway place where there is no sin, not even a trace. Where everybody knows you by name and by face. We all are one nation, regardless of race. Where you come from? Where the Father and the Son, glory irradiates instead of the sun. Where kings are crowned and victories are won. I'm homesick, Father, may thy will be done. Where you come from? A faraway place where there is no sin, not even a trace. Where everybody knows you by name and by face We all are one nation regardless of race Where you come from, where the Father and the Son Glory irradiates instead of the sun Where kings are crowned and victories 
the one I'm homesick, father, may thy will be done Where you come from? A faraway place Where there is no sin, not even a trace Where everybody knows you by name and by face We all are one nation regardless of grace Man, I'm sick of being here. Ungodliness is rampant. I mean, just the other day, this chick came up to me just throwing herself at me. I had to tell her I am not up this earth, man. Come correct. Keep your skirt down. Kill the smirk. You make your dad frown. Go to church. And I'll think about taking you out on the town. Second thought, I'm focused on my crown. And the top of the around. Lead that to the clouds. Elevated from the ground. Legend of 11 down. I can't wait too far to turn around. My path is straight. My weight is heavy bound. Burden's weight is about 11 pounds. Yahshua had to help me out. Not doubt about the hull amount. Other monkeys on my back trying to hold me down. Take himself. Can't even hold me now. Trying to grip my time, but now my mind is sound. All right, I, I forgot about that little extension there in the song. Um, hey, everybody, if you're just joining me, you're listening to the Journey Home Outreach Ministries online radio show. This is an episode that will clarify your life with uh, Minister uh, Kimberly Horvath. And what we're going to do is she's going to be coming on the line uh, really soon, and um, we'll be able to get a... Uh, message from her today what God has been speaking about now if the, if the line goes dead um, as we're live streaming all you have to do is re-listen to the original show and you will be able to hear any parts that you miss Pastor Horvath how are you I'm doing okay how are you doing I'm doing okay I've just been you know I've been talking about Luke and uh, as as well as playing some music and having a really uh, relaxing Sunday. Nice. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Did you say the fifth or the sixth? Five or six? What? Luke, that you were talking about. Oh, it's five. Verse oh, okay. 21 through 24. Okay. So I was just preaching. I was preaching while we were waiting for you. I told him I, we, I told him you're going to be here, and now you're here. So I'm going to give you the floor. Well, thank you. You know, and thank you for um, for being um, alive, um, live and available. Um, my, you know, my brother and his family are here, and I didn't expect them to be here as long as they are. And you know, trying to keep the kids. And in a place where I can do what I need to do, um, you know. So uh, I had mm-hmm. to lock myself in the room, and and hopefully, um, with this only being a half an hour, it won't be a problem. <laughs> but right. if anybody hears any noise, just know that it's my niece or my nephew banging on the door because I'm not letting them in. Surely handle that. <laughs> Well, I really wanted to do um, the show today because there was something specific that I wanted to talk about. Um, And, you know, everything is in God's order because I really wanted to leave people with just this one particular piece of information that God has given me um, this week that really kind of blew my mind. So, um, you know, I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit have its way. And this is really all about understanding the legacy that we all have with our Father. And... Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's so fitting because it's Father's Day. And, you know, we think about, you know, our natural fathers, and some of us have good thoughts, some of us don't. Um, But when it comes to our Heavenly Father, our real Father, uh, we can all have great memories, great things to think about, great thoughts to think towards Him. You know, we know that as good as it's been, it's only going to continue to get better and better and better. And God revealed something to me um, that was so very important that I think for us to get a a hold of and to really understand. And it's important uh, because we have to begin in this time that we're living in to understand the realm of the spirit. There is so much going on in our world right now. And, you know, I was was, uh, preaching to a group of people the other night, and I said to them, I said, you know, we don't even realize it, but we are in a spiritual civil war. You know, Mm -hmm. the enemy is really trying to instill fear in people. Because if he can get people to react according to fear, then he knows that the people of God 
um, will not be in faith because you can't react in fear and live in faith at the same time. There's no such thing. And so, you know, God started off, you know, when he was teaching me, you know, because whenever you're given a lesson to teach to other people, he teaches you first. And then there's Mm -hmm. a piece of that lesson that he gives to other people. Now, this is something I'm going to share with you tonight that I didn't share the other night because it's for uh, those of you who are going to listen on the show. And the first thing is to understand um, how on purpose he was in allowing you to be born in the time that you were born, okay? Yeah. And, and, and you have to understand that because, um, you know, the truth is if you understand natural biology, right, when it comes to a baby being born, there is – there are between 100 million and 300 million sperm that are in the race for creating a human being. Mm-hmm. I need people to understand that. Between 100 million and 300 million, okay, in this race for a human being to be created, and you were the one that won. Only one mm-hmm. can win. And mm-hmm. you, who are li- alive and breathing, are the ones that won. That means this is not by chance. If you if you are a gambling person, the truth is that the odds would be against you. Right? <laughs> but right. the truth you know, but the truth is that thank goodness we're not gambling people because even with those kind of odds, the odds of God doing what he wants to do are better. So it wasn't really that the odds were against you. It's that all those other millions of people didn't stand a chance against you. Amen. All right? You were meant to be here. You were on purpose. You were not a mistake. You might have been a surprise to some people, Mm -hmm. but you were not a mistake, and there is a very big difference. And if you understand that, then you have to know that there is a purpose that God has you here. And the truth is that your purpose may not be just one. You just need to realize what your purpose is at the moment and then allow your life to continue to unfold. And in Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, before I formed you in in the womb, I knew you. So he knew you first. Before you even got to the womb, God knew you. Okay? And it says, before you were born, he set you apart. And in speaking to Jeremiah, he says, and I made you a prophet. My question to you to ponder on is, what is it that God made you? Who are you? Okay? Who are you? And the only way you really come to know who you are is if you have a born-again experience with your father. Now, let me tell you the reason why that born-again experience is important. Um, I recently um, have been studying some things about ourselves, and I was speaking to you, I think it was earlier in the week, about a, a documentary that I was watching called Emotion, and it talked about how all of our emotions, everything that we experience, is stored in ourselves for all of our life. Well, I continued to study And um, because I remembered how people who receive transplants report, you know, organ transplants, they report that they um, start taking on characteristics that were not typically theirs. And oftentimes after meeting the family, they find out that they're taking on the the, uh, characteristics of the person whose organ they receive. And this is called in science cellular memory phenomenon. And so I was studying cellular memory phenomenon, and I was just amazed. And uh, so a couple of stories I want to tell you about. There was a man named Paul who was a corporate executive. He was around 70 years old or so, and he needed a heart transplant. And he, so he received the transplant of a heart transplant, a heart from a 14-year-old boy. And after receiving this heart transplant, he suddenly um, had cravings for candy. He would go to the store and buy bags of candy at a time. And, you know, this is a man who was not a candy eater. And then all of a sudden, at 70 years old, he became an avid outdoorsman. He started kayaking, 
cycling, whitewater rafting. He would go, um, you know, do 25 miles of cycling at a time. And then he, he met the family of the heart that he received, found out that it was a 14-year-old boy that loved candy and was extremely adventurous. Wow. I want you to understand, you know, that DNA, I mean, that's deep, right? You're talking about stuff on a scientific cellular level. We're talking about things that are in the natural, science proving that God is real. You know, this little boy was alive, and this little boy had experiences, and those experiences were all held within his self. And so when this man received his heart, he also received a part of this child, okay? I want you to think about when, you know, people, you know, have birth and, you know, give, have children, and those children, their cells are created from another human being. So they take part of that person with them. That's why they look like them. It's why they behave with them, like them. And those of you who have studied, you know, um, at any level in college understand that whole nurture over nature thing. You know, is it nurture? Is it nature? You're not really yeah. sure sometimes because, you know, you have – family members that may have never met, but they have the same attitude, they walk the same, they talk the same, they may say the same things, they may enjoy the same things. It's really amazing when you start looking at this deeper. There was a woman by the name of Jamie who also had a heart transplant, and she developed a love for cheese enchiladas, okay? She didn't really, it's not that she didn't like Mexican food, food before, but her love of cheese enchiladas was just crazy. I mean, it was off the hook. And the one thing that she remembers is that when she woke up from surgery, she woke up with a very deep, intense anger, very deep, intense anger. And so she met, of course, the donor's family, and in finding out about the donor, she found out that this young man, it was a young man, had a passion for cheese enchiladas. He just loved them. And he died in a fight. So he died angry. And she woke up from her transplant angry. Isn't that something? She took on these characteristics. As I continued to study, I found out that, um, you know, when people receive a heart transplant, those are the people that tend to take on the most characteristics of their donor. It's very clear. Mm -hmm. It's very evident. And I found it interesting that it was the place of the heart, the place, you know, that is really the the beat of the whole body. You know, Mm -hmm. if the heart doesn't work, you don't live. You need the heart to pump the blood and to get the oxygen where it needs to go. And if it doesn't work, you don't live. And the heart is the place where we store our emotions. And so it is when people receive a heart transplant that they change the most. That was interesting. I also found out it says that every cell contains in the body, and everybody in the cell contains a complete set of genetic material. And that allows transplant patients to inherit DNA. Okay, so along with the emotions that are stored, every cell contains a complete set of DNA. The DNA is what makes you who you are. So people who are walking around with the organs of other people are are literally two people in one. They have Mm -hmm. more than one form of DNA. Okay, now... The thing that really blew my mind here is that there is a case of one 15-year-old girl who received a liver, okay? And she is the only young girl on record, only person on record, who after receiving a blood transplant, her entire blood type changed. Okay. I need people to understand that if you go into the hospital and you need a blood transplant and you receive the wrong blood, it can kill you. Mm -hmm. This young girl received a new liver and her entire blood type changed. All of these people began to change as a result of taking on 
the DNA of someone else who voluntarily gave their, their organs to them. And what I thought about was how whenever something is true in the natural, it is absolutely 100% much more true in the spirit. And you have to look at it in its truest form. Therefore, I say to you, you need to really think about, really investigate the fact that when you are born again in the spirit, you take on a whole different characteristic. You actually take on the very presence of God himself. The word tells you that Jesus takes up residence in you, yes? And therefore, you can say that you adopt his spiritual DNA. If it's true in the natural, much, 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 so more so true in the spirit, because the spirit realm is more more real than this natural realm that we live in, and therefore, think think about what happens when these people take on these organs. They don't have to do anything to begin to think like these people, to have taste buds that want to eat the things that these people ate. They don't have to suddenly decide, oh, I I think I'm going to try to have this joy of life and this zest for this thing. It just happens automatically. And I say, imagine what would happen automatically if we would start allowing ourselves to simply rest in the presence of God, this new place that we have been born again into. If we would just allow ourselves to rest with it, to spend time with it, to hang around with it, how some things about us would simply just change without much effort from us at all, simply because we are allowing ourselves to learn about him, to know about him, because our nature has now shifted from being born into sin to being born in the spirit of God. This is the reason why. You really have to be careful about what you say, especially after you've been born again, because we were created in the image of God, and God caused everything to come into place by speaking, right? And so there's no need for you to continue to say, I'm just a sinner. No, you are now born again. You don't have to adopt being just a sinner. You could say, I'm now born again. I used to be a sinner, but now I'm one with Christ. Amen? You don't, have to, you don't have to accept the old way of life anymore because you have a new lease on life. Just like these people who have a new lease on life, not only because they were able to receive the organs that they needed to sustain their life, but they literally have an opportunity to experience life anew because they have new DNA within them. So how much more those of us who are receiving the DNA of Christ have the ability to experience life anew. Life does not have to be same old, same old. It doesn't have to be all the things that we're used to doing. I mean, why be born again if you're just going to live the same old life? That makes no sense. Christ said that he came for us to have life, for us to have it in abundance. And so I'm encouraging everyone to really just take hold and just simply accept it. You are made new. He makes all things new. He is the potter, and he, uh, and he is the only potter I know that can take something that was already created, it was already fired in the urn, it's already hard, it's already been painted, it's already been shellacked, it was already formed, and yet he can crush it down again, make it malleable like that soft clay again, and make it into a brand-new vessel. He is the only one I know that can do that. And that is exactly what he does with us. He takes all the cold and the dark and the frustrated and the hurt and the stony parts of us, and he causes it to be malleable again so that he can make us again anew and allow us to have new experiences and enjoy enjoy life all over again brand new. This is the word that I really was itching to get out to people today. I really wanted to make sure that people heard that you are not, the same. You are brand new. And don't go just by your feelings. Sometimes your feelings have to catch up. Amen? You just have to know that if you were born again, if you accepted Christ, you are a new creature, a new creation. And all of that old, no good stuff 
is gone. And behold, he makes all things new again. That's what I wanted to say. I just wanted to make sure that I got online and was able to share that with everyone. I, I you know, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you, you did it. it um, we always look forward to yourself and those who are uh, dedicated people who listen. I, I know are very happy to hear that particular word. Um, I was talking about earlier while I was waiting for you. I began to talk about us taking the plank out of our eye before we try to take the splinter out of someone else's. And ah. yeah, yeah, and then you came on, and 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 it coincides with what I was saying because we have to start looking at ourselves as yes the righteousness of God. Yes, he made he made Christ who had no sin into sin so that we may be the righteousness of God. And, yes. and anyway, go ahead, girl. And and you know and but you you're right. They they coincide very well because the truth is that the more we make the decision that we're going to look at other people, that we're going to talk about other people, that going to we're going to point out their issues, that means that we have made the decision that we're going to not do that for ourselves, that we are not going to grow, that we we are considering this, that ourselves to be all and well, or either we're hiding behind the things that we're pointing out about other people. And either way, we're not growing, and that's not what God intended. God did not put us here to be in judgment of other people. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did not do that. How are you going to be in judgment of other people and encourage them all at the same time? If you look at the characteristics <laughs> and, the, and the behavior of Christ, Christ did not judge people. Christ always mm-hmm. set people free. Always. Yes. He always set people free. He always encouraged people. He always allowed people to make their own choices also. He said, you he know. He really did. Uh, he never forced he, anyone to make a particular decision. Mm-mm. No, he didn't. You know, and and we have free will. And we, when you think about your spiritual life and having free will, oh, how God celebrates when you give it to him. Yes. Yes. He celebrates when we give into his divine will for our lives. You know, um, and and I think and that is a great great word that you came with because people need to to have their identities checked. Um, Yes. And we forget that we're children of God, uh, and that we do have His DNA in our in our veins, and and therefore we take on His characteristics. Um, and, and and think about it because there are there are people in the world that believe that they are innately bad, you know whether it's because they have a parent that they felt made horrible decisions or, um, you know for whatever reason people there are a lot of people in the world who think that they are within themselves innately bad and not able to do anything good. However, when you've become born again, you cannot continue to hold on to that thought process because if you say that about yourself after you've been born again, then you're saying that God is bad. You see, mm-hmm. you can't you can't agree to being born again and continue to hold on to the bad views about yourself. You're right. lying to yourself. Right. Okay? And and therefore, if you have if you're going to accept that you're born again and accept that, you know, God is good and therefore his goodness lives in me, then that means that you should start seeing the evidences of some good and you start doing some good things. Don't worry about the places where you haven't yet um, you know, conquer. Don't worry about that. God is all very much aware of your struggles, but he celebrates even more the places where you're not struggling. And so allow your strength to carry you. Continue to do more of the great things that you know that you can do. Continue Amen. to do more of that and watch what God does with that. You have to give him something to work with. You know, don't just do one good thing. If you can do 10 good things, do 10 good things. And then, and then, you know what? Challenge yourself to do twelve, and challenge yourself to do fifteen. Just keep doing more and more, because the more you focus on doing the right things in God, the less time you have for the other stuff. Right. You just don't have time for it anymore. And the truth is that it's just like with anything else. If you keep turning your head away from that stuff, eventually your desire for it, you kill it. It just dies. Mm-hmm. It dries up. Mhm. 
That's why we call Absolutely. it wetting our appetite. You know? <laughs> we call it wetting our appetite because it's like a sponge. When you wet it, it expands. But if you if you cause right. a sponge to be dry, it it just shrivels up to nothing. And let's just keep those mm-hmm. bad places dry and continue mm-hmm. to wet the appetite of all those beautiful, wonderful things that God has in mind for your life. And amen, amen to that. And he, like you said, he gave us life to live it more abundantly. And he meant that. Um, yeah. It, it, he, he he really meant that. You know, when when I was coming from Luke and I, and Christ said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk, you know? Yeah. And people have to realize that in that decision, that the choices that he made, it was like it's easier to encourage people than it is to shut them down. It's better to encourage them. We need uh-huh. to encourage people, you know. Uh, and uh-huh. that's all I have to say about it. Amen. I am so glad and, and blessed. Uh, that you were able to, to get on and give us that word. It was a powerful word, even, even as a, a half an hour word. It was very powerful. We also Amen. want to wish all the fathers out there happy Father's Day from the Journey Home Happy Father's Ministry. Day to all you great dads. Yes, absolutely. All right. From the associate pastor, presiding pastor of the Journey Home Outreach Ministry, may God continue to bless you, give you provisions, and give you protection, all the things that you can bring back to your family. So, this horror bag. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> it is time for us to roll out of the show. Divine order, divine timing, and a divine Amen. message. I thank you for that. Okay, and we'll see you next month, the second Tuesday right. of each month. We'll see you then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. And we're going to roll out of here like we always roll out of here. How great that art by society.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.